Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Star Wars, Force of Evil, Samurai Jack, and Adventure Time, among others. I am Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. And John McKenna. Hi, everybody. Today, Sam, John, and I will be discussing uh, parts five and six of Adventure Time Elements. Uh, we've been doing Elements all of this week here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Check us out at OverlyAnimated.com uh, and, or search for the Overly Animated Podcast on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher. Slime Central and uh, Happy Warrior are our titles for these episodes. Uh, we did one and two and three and four, and now it's uh, these are airing, and we are anticipating the... Uh, I mean, epic conclusion, we'll see, to to the Elements miniseries. So uh, let's get uh, right into these episodes. Spoilers for parts six and before, but not for seven and eight. Uh, Sam, what are your general impressions of Slime Central and Happy Warrior? Lumpy Space Princess, that's yeah. my general Yeah, she's the, the, the constant in these two episodes. Yeah, she, she came in, she's doing her thing. Yeah. I don't know, like, um, Slime Central was okay, I guess. Uh, I don't know, it was, it happened, it was an episode. Okay, Happy Warrior. It was alright, too. It okay, happened. I don't know. Like, go. I felt like, I felt like kind of underwhelmed by, like, the episodes on the whole. I think there were, like, a lot, like, some good, like, character moments, but as far as, like, you know, plot, meh. Yeah, okay, when well, we will, we'll dive into all that. John, what are your general impressions of these two? Of the two, I preferred Happy Warrior just because it seemed to capture a little bit more of what a fire elemental would be like. Very aggressive, very, very out there. The scenery was beautiful. It really looked like a volcanic burnt out landscape, which I think would, would be a, which would, which would happen if you have a fire element that's gone completely berserk as these elements have done. Uh, Slime Central, well, Slime Central was okay. It kind of made sense in the context of, Adventure Time, because the Slime Kingdom is a, uh, is a part, is really a party central. It is home to the only three Cray Cray rated nightclub in the All of Ooh. So it kind of made sense that it became one giant roller derby rink. But I definitely thought Happy Hour was a little bit better and embraced the concept of elementalism a little bit better. And also it had that great cliffhanger where I guess there's now war. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Happy Warrior is super artistically interesting with the, uh, kind of black and white vibe a little bit going on there. Uh, I, th- I thought that was, uh, for me, I think that was maybe the most notable part of the episode was how it looked and like the feel of it. Um, yeah. John brings up a good point. Happy Warrior. It's like, okay, what's the fire elemental like, uh, kingdom? It's been taken over by fire. Gonna look like, oh, it's gonna be like aggressive, and that makes sense. And then the slime one, oh, it's like a party thing. Like that's that's. A- I don't know. Slime as an element doesn't like. I don't know. It just doesn't have like a theme, like a cohesive one. I don't know because yeah. you would think candy would be the fun one. Well, candy was the fun one. It, everything was sweet. It was bright. It was colorful, and it was it was basically. You know, if candy was an element, that would make sense. It's just that slime felt a little like of the four we've seen, slime felt the most flat. Yeah, mm. I, I'd agree with that. And uh, I, yeah, like it probably makes sense within the context of what we've sli- seen from Slime Kingdom, which I don't even remember it being recent at all. But uh, it's it, and they they kind of have the theme of like absorption going on, so I think that kind of makes sense. Um, but uh, that that was an interesting episode, bringing back like a bunch of characters who. <laughs> 
We continue. I think this is another headline. We're continuing our farewell tour here. Um, we're just kind of bringing in as many minor Pete characters as we can, uh, bringing back some big voice actors in the process. And yeah, uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, we had John Hodgman as well in that episode. <laughs> it was like, why? <laughs> why? Bray Delisle. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Griffin, as yeah. I'm told, she likes to be called now. Yeah. So because marriage. Yeah, John. What do you? Th- we've been talking about this in the previous podcast. What do you think of kind of uh, the? what elements has been doing in uh through converting the, the ooh they've been uh just bringing back a bunch of minor characters from before potentially as part of like a uh, farewell tour for adventure time i think it kind of makes sense um you do want to hit on some of those characters because they are actually really interesting characters and it sort of helps and when you're doing a mini series it does help kind of fill out the series a little bit when you have when you're able to bring in characters that are recognizable uh i really I really liked actually uh, life giving Magus showing up and uh, helping uh, Ice King buy a yeah. suit. I thought that was I thought that was really funny, also because it was so relatable. <laughs> because I've had problems buying suit too, but I think it's nice to have like the minor characters come in because a lot of them are actually really interesting in, in their own right. Yeah, especially I... LSP and Africa Daniel, and I did like seeing the uh, the snack pack. That was really funny. Yeah, I, I think the. Uh... The Flaming Magus was one of the better ones they've done, but uh, yeah, it's. I think there's a difference. So bringing uh, LSP in here, I think, is is a good call. And you know, there's a difference between a character like LSP, who's like an iconic major secondary character, and then I mean, just take your pick from these two episodes: Wyatt, Flambeau, um, the Bears. Uh, you know, the Fire Wyatt. Fire Wyatt, yeah, I, I like the names they're giving them. That's fun, but uh, and then the John Hodgman character, I basically remember none of these, to be honest. Um, and I did, I did remember Wyatt just because he's uh, Tree Trunks is I think third husband, which was oh, okay. mentioned I think twice at one point. I guess they got divorced because he tried to actually steal a pie from her, even though okay. they were married and could have just had them. Okay, that I do remember you saying that now, and I remember him like his his design. So, uh, it's it's just like the show airs somewhat infrequently, and uh, a lot of these characters are from five years ago. <laughs> so I don't know how much it works, um, in terms like in the moment. I don't know. It it is nice in in the context of ending Adventure Time. Um, I did I did really like bringing um LSP back for a major role here. I think writing off Jake for potentially the end of the miniseries is a really interesting decision. Um, I'm in favor, but, uh, Why? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not the biggest Jake fan. Yeah. What do you, what did you think of that, John? I was not expecting it to turn out that way because, and again, Jake is right within the context of the show. Everything does seem to turn out in the end, but the issue for me is it's that I was sort of expecting him to like, you know, save him the last minute, you know, maybe pull a Deus Ex Machia. Then as it went on, I was like, that's not going to happen. He's actually going to get absorbed into the slime. <laughs> Which means now it's going to be Finn and LSP trying to save the save the world, but now it's not Finn because Finn's now completely consumed by fire. Now it's LSP saving the world. Okay, I was not expecting it to go there, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unclear to me at this point how much Finn has been t- like. Clearly, Finn is Fire Finn at the end. They call him. <laughs> he's labeled as Fire Finn in the credits, which is funny. Um, but uh, fire it. Finn. Yeah, Firefin. And, uh, it's, it's unclear to me if he's, like, gonna turn back next episode. We know Jake, like, didn't come back in the, in the following episode. So, like, I'm, I'm more confident in it. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they've potentially taken Jake and Finn now out of the equation. Um, I think this is probably setting us up for a very heavy, 
Ice King and Betty last two episodes, which I really actually like the decision to do if this is if the entire point of the miniseries is to to be Ice King and Betty centric, um, which we, you know, we don't know. I haven't seen the last two yet. And um but uh, Finn and Finn and Jake too frequently, I think, spe- steal the spotlight of of these stories that they're in. Um, so well, I, they're the main they're the main characters. They're that's kind of what they're supposed to do. It's just rare for a show like this in that the main characters don't have to be in every episode for it to be a good episode, which is which in the face which in current animation is actually kind of a rare thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Adventure Time is notable for just taking giant chunks of episodes without its main characters in it uh this is something that's been true for a long time usually though there it's just like we don't even see finn or jake it's rare to have it like this where they're in and then they get like written out of the out of the arc that this this is new i think so uh it's like i guess the next evolution of that um i'm i'm excited for potentially uh more centric uh last two episodes though um with uh with potentially ice king betty i think betty again we got another heavy betty evil laugh here um in this uh sixth episode definitely we're setting up so betty i think implied in the sixth episode that uh she's gonna do more than just revert it back she says i can she, she said something like i can do everything or so you know mm-hmm. so i think that uh the uh the level one interpretation would be that betty is also going to use the uh other um uh what what are they called the stones the gems the (laughs) jewels yeah too the the crown jewels the crown jewels yeah uh to uh jewels not gems wrong show yeah so uh to uh to turn uh ice king back into simon that's that's what i think her her motivation would probably still be what do you think of that john uh definitely i mean that was her that's her motivation from the beginning the question really is more how can that be done because when it was introduced in season five it was seen as an almost impossibility. It's does he live as ice King or does he die as Simon? And she's trying to basically, she's basically trying to defy the laws of physics. And she's been attempting this. And as we've seen, she's been going slowly more insane, the further she's tried to drag on into it. And we're starting to see that kind of culmination. She's starting to get a little bit sinister, a little bit evil. When she cast that spell to give Finn that flame shield, I noticed that, it was not like just a waving the hand and poof, there's a, uh, there's a shield. It looks actually legitimately scary. So I am fascinated by where this is going to go from their standpoint. And you are correct. It is going to be a very Ice King and Betty centric end because they wouldn't have them at the initial credits if it wasn't. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, uh, yeah, the good point. Betty is certainly seeming more unhinged, uh, recently. And I think that's very intentional. I think the show is intentionally showing that. And also, we've had, like, two blatant evil foreshadowing laughs. Um, I think that uh, it'd be pretty basic to just have her. I, I'm not expecting evil Betty, I guess, because it seems too obvious from the laughs. It's more like um, it, it, she's just the laughs are to demonstrate that she's going to do something beyond. Uh, she has some hidden uh, intent. But um, I think it's potentially still a good hidden intent. What do you think of that, Sam? Um uh, bed, good Betty, evil Betty. Uh, morally complex Betty. Okay. Does like, it... like I don't, know. I, I, I don't think it's like, especially in a bunch of it's really, I guess, fair to like you know pin things down as being either all good or all evil, because you know more often than not the show shows like a lot of moral gray area and like complexity and like 
even like the predecessor, like you know that Shatter Happen Magic Man, like he had like his reasons for doing like the things that he was doing. Um, so I'm just gonna say, you know, it's not like she has like a like, complete like nefarious plan to like you know destroy the world and get Simon back and like blah 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 blah. But I don't like you know there's there's like a reason why she's going to be doing what she's doing and it, it's it's a moral gray area like it could be seen as good or bad or just like you know is what it is yeah yeah i i agree with that uh i i'm not expecting this to um i do think constance is probably or pa- patience or i keep confusing it patience is not going to be the uh potential main focus of the the last two episodes um and uh, who's this constance lady you keep referring to a, dylan it's just a similar word i guess <laughs> but that that's that shows how uh little she's been in these last few parts of uh, elements but um that uh it's i I'm, I'm expecting more of a betty centric focus in these last two than a patient centric uh, centric focus but at the same time i don't think betty's just going to turn into the villain um i i see betty as having uh somewhat of a understandable aim here something involving simon rather than uh betty's just gonna take over the world uh agree or disagree with that john i think i'm gonna take the conservative answer and say it's chaotic betty and i know it's a bit of a cop-out i'm not gonna go the evil route i'm not gonna say it's the insane route but she is definitely prone to going up well beyond what her initial intent was and i think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that when she was infused with the met with that that magical power from magic man she did kind of start to go a little too lally and we kind of expect that because she had studied the sadness and the insanity of all magic beings in season six so i think that's a good continuation of that theme for her yeah yeah definitely go ahead one thing i actually one thing i actually noticed as well and i think this could be worth it the more insane she she's becoming the more sane Ice King is becoming this. Anyone notice that? Mm. Has anyone else noticed that he has really been a lot more focused, concentrated, and really sort of muted yeah. than he usually is? Yeah, that was a great point. Um, in episode six, we saw uh ice king and he in a previous episode he'd like jokingly put on the simon garb um just and he like played it off but he was but he still has it on he looks more like simon than ice king now the last time we saw him and he was pretty rational uh he's like my powers are going away he uh he lowered them it seemed fine he made a joke like don't don't like degrade the sky hooks but um i i agree with that i think he seemed uh pretty less less eccentric than ice king usually is i guess maybe the extrapolation from that would be um betty's absorbing his crazy like is is that possible john i think it's uh i think it is that is definitely a plausible theory i would i'm more inclining it to that they both had their own set of magic but and i betty's drawing and redrawing from that but i really think that the longer that those two have been together that connection that sort of more physical connection is definitely more the cause than anything magical because because ice king's now starting to call her buddy and i'm thinking that's that's close to betty like is he actually Mm. finally starting to snap out of it and that's that's what i'm and that's definitely what's been more interesting it's less a magical thing maybe it's just more a physical intimacy thing like as in they're close together not that's a that's that's a very optimistic view of the uh ice king x betty like uh where their 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 love is uh helping everyone out well remember simon and betty did love each other and they were 
engaged to be married, but then Simon took the crown and yeah. soon the Pat Magiganda can sue him, but he's trying to get that back. So in a deeper level, yes, Ice King is still Simon. So the question is, is Simon finally getting out of being the Ice King without actually having to leave, the, leave Ice King's mind, leave Ice King's magic? Sam, is the power of love going to save Ice King? No. No? You don't believe in the power of love? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think well, believing... Ice King will fall for anybody. That's true. I, yes. know, I think the power of love is just... It's overhyped, you know? Like, <laughs> like there's so much emphasis put on the power of love. When really, like, you know, that isn't, like, how it is. Like, it's... It's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. To expect the power of love to persevere, even in fiction nowadays. Even in fiction, okay. Yeah, my, I mean, my... power of friendship, eh, maybe, but like, definitely not the power of love. My question would be, why wouldn't the power of love have saved the Ice King previously? This isn't the first time Betty's been around the Ice King. This is maybe the most extended time period, so I guess you could argue that. But... Exactly. The power of love is a con job, <laughs> and it's made up by the powers that be to uh okay 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 yeah who are the powers that be in ooh i don't know i guess princess bubblegum yeah yeah that's true she's like like, everybody get married so that you know you can wear like mind control rings that's that i can like i think you i I think you belong in um uh what's his face is uh conspiracy theory group from that one episode yeah starchy's conspiracy theory group anyway um yeah it's uh, I probably Betty's doing something considering she's had the evil laugh. I wouldn't expect it to just be an unintentional thing, you know, but there's, I think there's maybe something there, but I definitely agree. Ice King is, um, this is something to keep watch on how Ice King acts these last episodes. Also, we'll get the resolution. So it's not like, uh, we won't know, but yeah, that's a, a lot of interesting elements, uh, heading into the, there you go again, heading into the, uh, <laughs> the last episode of elements. Let's get, look, quickly recap the, 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 the two, we we talked about a lot of uh, elements again of the uh, two of these two episodes, but um, these are actually an un- unintentional. By the way, I think I normally do say elements, just like as you part do? of podcasts. Let's go to thesaurus.com and like find another word P- for piece, you. Pieces, components. We okay. Th- I, let's talk about the components of these two episodes. Uh, I like components. We've hit on some of them. Um, the slime one. So, Sam, were you digging the uh, skate party vibe from uh, this fifth episode? All right, look, so growing up, <laughs> there was a roller rink in the uh, next town over, and, like, everybody would have their birthday parties there. And, you know, it wasn't considered cool to take the roller skates. You know, you had to rent the roller blades, or, like, you brought your own. And, like, personally, I don't think that was really cool to, like, you know, judge other kids about whether they wore roller skates or roller blades, you know, you know, as long as you're just skating around, having a good time, doing the alligator, it's all good. Okay, so that's your anyway, impression. So that's your impressions of the vibe of the roller skating is fun. Okay, but Did- I don't know. It just it just seemed really um, and I, I guess because the slime kingdom, slime princess, etc., have maybe one full episode dedicated to like you know their mythos and like their kingdom. Yeah. Like I just don't really have a sense as yeah. to like is this just like an amped up version of the slime kingdom yeah we had one slime kingdom episode like what are, what are we doing uh subverting that one episode here like it didn't dj plop drops did not work for me because i did not remember that john hodgman character yeah it was like he, how many years ago at this point it was uh, like 
Literally, like, the year after Rebecca Sugar left, so, like, 2013. Elder Plops is the character from Love Games, which was from 2013. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I don't, I, like, to, like, subverting the Flame Kingdom works much better for me. We've been there several times, um, mm, but, yeah. yeah. Do I agree with that, John? Um, I do, in a sense, although, and I, again, it's probably less, to- less time for me, because I binge-watched all of Adventure Time two years ago, so. Okay. Uh, so it's a little bit fresher for me, but in terms of what the Slime Kingdom represented, it does make sense that it's a giant roller rink. If every elemental world so far is an extreme version of their respective kingdoms, it would make sense that the Slime Kingdom would be a massive skate party. Because the one thing that I remember from it is that it is that I hauled the nightclubs and dance halls and all that stuff. So it does make sense in that context, though I do agree we hadn't, there isn't a lot of time spent there. So, and usually Adventure Time will some will include in its exposition some reminder of who they, of who these minor characters are. That would have really helped a lot here, especially for those that don't remember it as well. And especially since Cartoon Network doesn't rerun Adventure Time as much as they used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we just put those bears right, <laughs> right, right, uh, skating up there. And Party uh, Pat. Party Pat apparently is that character's name. Like 50 years ago. <laughs> no recollection of that, but <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, d- uh, I did like, I did like Party Pat because I think he actually lived in a, in a monster's stomach at one point, And that, that was just such a weird episode that I couldn't forget it. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, we had, yeah, those were the, I think those are all the ones from this episode. But yeah, I like bringing Alice B in here. She was fun. She, I like her design with just having one skate on like her lower lump like uh, i thought that that's fun and uh the whole concept of the assimilation into uh, slime princess i think was 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 very good the uh um skate th- to assimilate yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 i thought yeah. that was well done yeah everything involving that um i i have my favorite line of i think both episodes is finn uh, we'll just have to believe in ourselves way too much she can't absorb us if we're self-absorbed I like that. <laughs> pun mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like oh that makes sense no it doesn't but yeah it, it was good um and then yeah actually i think it actually i think it does kind of make a little bit of sense because notice every being that was absorbed into the slime willingly gave in like jake gave in finn almost gave in the one being that did not give in is the most absorbed self-absorbed character in who <laughs> that's true finn was kind of vindicated by, by lsb not uh, getting oh my rejected God. By, yeah getting rejected by uh by it um yeah, I mean, if it, maybe it's a mind control thing. We don't need to dig too deep into the mythology of this episode, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's that was that was good. Um, yeah, actually, that, and yeah, actually, the the thing is as well is that I've just realized this that this whole idea of self absorption and like how if you're so absorbed you can't be absorbed. Notice LSP in the wasn't make, turned into slime in episode five. Then episode six, she reveals that none of the kingdoms had any effect on her. So maybe being self-absorbed is actually the reason why she's not affected at all. Uh, yeah, that's possible. Like, I think that, I feel like they had somewhat of an explanation for why certain people aren't aren't uh, turned in the previous thing, but it was like a one sentence thing. Um, yeah, it's it, it could be because she does reveal that uh, she's not affected, and she at the end of five she's revealed she's faking it to fit in. Is this was a very LSP episode? I, I was a fan of um, how her character was implemented here. Uh, in terms of episode six, uh, our we talked about a lot of these. Uh, we have Fire Wyatt. We have uh, Flambeau. Um, we had, uh, I guess that was, that was it. We had, oh yeah, we had Gunter just as a main character in this episode, which I enjoyed a lot. Wah. Uh, wah, wah. Yeah, a- aggro Gunter. In, wah, uh, wah. 
Gunter, this is a natural fit for Gunter, just uh, in the uh, kingdom that just uh, fights everyone, fights everyone. I think that was probably why they brought him into here, because <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's good right. when... Yes, yes, Sam. Yes, Gunter, Sam. Not, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had Dragon um, Flame Princess, which I really liked. I think this is a good extrapolation for uh, Flame Princess's personality. And uh, we had some... Finn, Flame Princess, minor stuff, mostly instigated by LSP. Um, IG. You what? You I G? guess. I mean, they, they did address it, but Finn was like, yeah, we were cool. And he had some super mature line about, <laughs> faux mature line, I would say. about. Like, I, I couldn't pay attention to that because there was like an animation goof because Finn's like flame shield wasn't on at that point, And then it the, the came back on and it was like. I, I, d- I actually noticed. I, th- I felt that had to have been intentional, right? I, I noticed yeah, that too. Yeah, it was too long. Like it was what a happened? Long time. Yeah, there may have, there may. I, I think I remember that being as a slight glitch. And you're right; it is a bit of a full mature thing. It was, but it, then again, he is right. It is sort of what happened. Yeah, there. It's it's like uh, they they're trying to do that. With, they've done that a lot with Finn post um, Flame Princess relationship. Have him say things that like uh, totally mature, like uh, late twenty year olds would say about. Like, uh, okay, past Finn, calm down. You're like seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> calm down, Finn. Yeah, like exactly. you know, I was definitely not that emotionally mature. Uh, Finn has Finn's gone through a lot, man. He, oh. he's, he's done a lot here. All right, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just the the whole concept of the kingdom is uh, fire people, no only fighting. Oh, cinnamon bun. Uh, cinnamon bun was normal too. He's a loner. Yeah, he's a, but, a loner, and his wolf's a loner too. Yeah. Well, he has the fire shield, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that it does make sense. Uh, I, I good always a good use of cinnamon bun as always. Um, any particular elements uh, uh from this episode that you like, John? Uh, Gunter's design was hilarious. I mean, once he put on the shield and started fighting, it was just so comical to see the small, to see him as this small penguin with flames coming out of his ears. Just, just going, wah, 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 wah. like, yeah. I can imagine, imagine like Gunter leading this army. And it's just this most hilarious idea. And I love, I, I actually really like it. And also when LSB told everyone to stop fighting, you see him actually have the sword in one of those flame guards and he's yeah. continuing to put it in <laughs> yeah I really like, like that. just just keep just finish the job <laughs> you're you already made it that far just go just finish up and then then call it a day yeah evil, evil so. gunter's always been a highlight of adventure time for me and then they went on a whole arc because they knew that that was a good element of <laughs> like then they went on this whole this whole mythology arc with that um but uh we're continuing it here it, it was still good anything uh any particular favorite sam from the episode Eh, I mean, I really like Cinnamon Bun, just like his loner, like, oh. Uh, Did you relate like the to ki- Cinnamon Bun? The kingdom is lost. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, you were. You this were... is the end of all things. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. It was like the post-apocalyptic Cinnamon Bun. True facts. Yeah. I kind, of, I kind of wish that the episode ended right there, rather than cut to LSP wondering where everybody is. Because I felt like that would have been... A great ending it would have kept it would have been like the hook to the next two episodes and but then i mean i get you want to end it with comedy but still i thought that was a great that should have been a, the way to end the episode yeah i wonder how we're going to use uh, lsp in these nasty two and if that was uh, the reason you ended there to see because she's a major player we'll see um yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed six um I, I fine five was fine too. Um, I didn't. I thought I didn't have. I don't think we've had an episode as good as uh, two or three since then, though. 
Uh, I think two and three are the highlights uh, for me. Two, one, two, one, and three. Uh, what do you think, Sam, of these two? Uh, that's a good, dude, I don't even remember two or three. Oh, well, not relative. Just no, over, th- three overall, was the uh, the Ice Kingdom one, right? Overall thoughts on these two? Uh, they were all right. I don't know. It's just the, like the miniseries is going to a place I didn't really expect it to go. Potentially, so, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, John? Um, I agree. This is definitely going in a different direction than I had originally thought. Um, I did like episodes two and three the most. I thought they were the, I thought they were the most, uh, intensive. You got a little bit, it was more, it was good character buildup. It was setting, it was setting the stage very nicely. Uh, season, I thought episode one was pretty good because mm. it, it, it gave us the first taste of what these elements are like and the extremity to which patients had turned the world. And you see how it went well beyond what she was expecting. No, she was just trying to liberate the elemental spirits from the uh, four princesses, that, though the three princesses plus herself. And then it, it went in the direction she was not expecting. So I liked how we kind of got that taste in the beginning. I think we could have done without the cloud, the cloud episode, which is episode four. It had some good moments, but really it was, it felt like Whipple the Happy Dragon from uh, the Islands miniseries. It could, you could have done without it. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I, I agree. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be exciting for the last for the last two here. Presumably, seven is about getting the slime or the uh, the candy jewel, but we'll see. I mean, they did a natural segue there with the war. Um, that that felt like a plot device to me. To go, Honestly, to go to it feels kingdom. a lot like stakes a little bit. Like, you know, we have the however many things we got to do from the however yeah. many people, blah blah blah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I don't think they've. This is a topic for another time. I don't think they've mastered the miniseries thing yet. I still think there's uh, extraneous episodes, and I don't think they're a co- really a cohesive unit. This is like stakes, and it's like let's go on a journey and do stuff. And I think I hear that this is the last one. Would assume so. There's not too many episodes left after, but uh, maybe, maybe. Honestly, I don't. Honestly, I don't really understand why you needed to make this and Islands their own dedicated miniseries because both Islands and this had they first thought they both had good lead-ins and they all and they kind of exist on the same continuum. It's like Islands had that episode, the uh, episodes a few times back where we see that Susan Strong was meant to take Finn to an undetermined location and that served as the lead-in for Islands. This had Orb, which was its lead-in because they're on the boat leaving the Islands and they're coming back and they see that this giant pink kingdom. I don't think that it, they really should have classified this as a miniseries. It should have just had, you know, wo- just roll through the episodes and just have them be that rather than feel the need to defi- set define them. Yeah, I think I think in another show, what Adventure Time calls a miniseries is just an arc. Uh, like the the only reason I think their miniseries is here is because Adventure Time never has things that connect <laughs> unless it's the end of a season. Like usually it's just uh, random things that cycle through. Uh, characters and uh plot elements but i i, I guess calling it a miniseries uh structures them into a uh, recurring plot like like steven universe the uh the uh, zoo arc like you could just call that a miniseries i guess you know that's the same thing as what they're doing but did right? they get a different theme song no <laughs> yeah well they would have finally delivered on on this that we were hoping for, you know but... get princess bubblegum singing a steven universe theme song then you'll get me Cross- crossover yeah C- so, crossover so we'll see if yeah. adventure time and steven universe ever crossover i think tumblr would explode yeah we couldn't couldn't handle it uh we'd have oh, uh, they, they would probably i don't know 
Bubline and uh, Lapidot interacting or something, you know? Couldn't That's not going to happen. No. Uh, no Uncle Grandpa, please. But yeah, there, there you go. Six and seven. Let us know what you thought in comments. Or six, five and six. We look forward to uh, seven and eight tomorrow. Um, check us out at overlyanimated.com. Consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Katrin, aka Patron Katrin. And Woo! thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, and Alex. Uh, final thoughts on these two episodes, John. Let the war begin. Let the war begin. I am skeptical of that being a, a thing that heavily affects the last two episodes, but uh, it would be interesting. Uh, last thoughts, Sam. Everybody's going to die. Mm, again, uh, skeptical, but I guess we'll see. Well, you never know, Dylan. <laughs> you never know. Um, I mean, they could just end Adventure Time with everyone dying. They could. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's what will happen. Yeah. The end of the world, and then, you know, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be no, fine. that's the same thing that happens to everybody else on the planet. Everybody dies. <laughs> okay, we don't need to get into that. So thank you. <laughs> Let us know what you thought in the comments. Thanks, guys. Wait, okay, Dil- Dylan has the secret to immortality. That's what he's trying to say. Yep, that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, won't get it because the podcast ending. So thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye.